Well, it's uh, it's been a while since we've uh, we've done this program over here. Good uh, afternoon, happy Saturday, everybody. Welcome to Ed Talk. My name is Jay Edgar, and for the next hour, this program is dedicated to you, the viewer. Now, as I usually do when I have Ed Talk, is we sit down, we have a, a topic that we're going to discuss while we're waiting for more comments to come in. And I am invited, because of a Twitter trend that I saw over on Friday, my good friend John from the Porch Boys over to come and discuss. What I saw was just, it's kind of interesting, it's kind of entertaining, and while it is, I think, somewhat political in nature, not the kind of politics that we usually discuss on this show, because it's it's the politics of a fictitious uh, universe here. So um, before we get into any of that, uh, John, welcome over to Ed Talk. I don't know that I've ever actually had a guest on Ed Talk before. Well, I'm honored to be the first. Honored to be your first. Um, I don't think I've ever been on Ed Talk either, so it's a mutual first, it seems. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think know if I've ever actually had a guest for this before. It's, um, it's, it's definitely an interesting concept, and um, for the posterity, because I don't know if we've got a lot of people in piled in to talk yet. Um, why not tell posterity what uh, what you're here for, what you do, and uh, where you come from, and then you know, in a little bit, we'll talk about. Why I chose you for this as well, but uh, what, right, is it, so what do you do? What what what's your what's your online position, and how many times you've been kicked off Twitter? <laughs> so um, I am, of course, the uh, the cleverest, um, the sexiest, and the most charming uh, member of the Borch Boys podcast, uh, which we stream live every Tuesday at nine p.m. Eastern, uh, except for when we don't, and we do it on Fridays instead. Uh, but it will always be at nine p.m. Eastern. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so we just kind of have fun, um, you know, like get a little, get a little tipsy and uh, look at some memes, make fun of some articles and uh, watch some funny videos with you guys. Hang out with you guys on the porch. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Recommend you going and checking it out. Um, I am also, uh, the, the Porch Boys has its own Twitter account, which I hope that uh, is linked. I'm not sure. Um, and then uh, I also have my own personal Twitter account. Uh, at, it's at John underscore Arcist. That's the one that uh, 
Ed was referring to being nuked. Uh, I'm sorry, I did a little stint in Twitmo, um, but uh, I'm back. Still readjusting to life on the outside, but, you know, I'm taking it day by day. Hopefully things will be back to normal soon. Well, I don't have anything linked yet because, um, as we were talking about off mic, I, uh, I managed to have a stream schedule for 5.30 and wake up at 5.08 today. <laughs> I had I had a bout of insomnia last night and you know I always on Saturday I no matter what I do because I do occasionally stream on Saturday not so much anymore but I do occasionally stream on Saturday I have an alarm set for four because you know that gives me enough time to go and get my bearings straight and everything ready to go for the uh for the stream that's coming up well I managed to pass out again and sleep until 508 today <laughs> Yeah, you look a little dangerous, like it seems. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, there, there's some other stuff that we talked about off mic that, that we, we can't, I can't really admit to because, right, you know, OSHA <laughs> and everything off of that. So right. I, I do kind of live a little bit dangerously, but not in the same way. <laughs> right, right, yeah, we definitely seem so. Definitely. Now, I, I tapped you for this because of something, a series that you did, um, between the two shows that uh, that you've been a part of as we've gone through while well, your former co-host disappeared and your new co-host decided to come in and materialize for you. You had done a, a series of uh, different talks and different topics about the religion of, I believe it was a couple different races for Star Wars. I think it was, I don't think it was just one. I think it was a couple of them. Yeah, I did. Um, I believe I did Jedi and Sith, and then no, I think Mandalorian culture was different. I think I did one on Mandalorian culture. I think I did kind of a comparison of Jedi and Sith religions, and then maybe touched on a few like ones that were off to the side. And I would have to, I'd have to rewatch. It's been kind of like what a year and a half or so. Yes. I would have to go. Yes. Yeah, something into the neighborhood of that, but. I mean, you've dug probably even a little bit deeper into the culture as uh, than I have, including some of the written works and possibly some of the televised works that I myself have not seen yet. But with that, I mean, most of what I'm going to bring forward for this is what came off the movie, off the, well, the original nine movies, whatever, whichever ones we consider canon or not. <clears throat> first six. New trilogy. <laughs> the first six in Rogue One is okay. We can keep that one. <laughs> well, in the Clone Wars, too, and I think what we saw in that really did carry a, a lot of, of weight to this. So you may have something that came out of a novel, something that Disney may have struck as, oh, well, the, we, we didn't acquire this, so this isn't uh, canon anymore. This didn't actually right. happen anymore, stuff like that. From what I understand, oh God, did a lot of that. Well, so what happened was originally they stripped everything that was in the what was called the Extended Universe. Uh, at that time, they just got rid of everything. They said none of it is canon anymore. And then as they put new stuff out, then things became canonized later on. Again. So like, they, some things were not canon, then they became canon. Disney Wars is a fucking disaster. Uh, there's no, no need for it. I do not accept their canon. Um, it's not okay. No. Uh, let's see. What do we have going before we get into and bear... Uh, um, talk about some of what happened here. Let's have a look here. Randy Crush Saga is here. What up, party people? Katie Zed is here. Um, popping in to say hi before I head next door to drink. Well, share the story with us. Maybe we'll put some questions yeah, on this. Yeah, stay here and drink. <laughs> or, or get some of the people in on that. Yeah. Uh, 
Randy says, I want to talk about how Obi-Wan was able to beat Darth Maul when he got angry after failing with two versus one. Jedi are supposed to be better with their minds focused. Sith are supposed to be more powerful and chaotic. Uh, Fanning is just sharing on Twitter. That'd be cool, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Fanning is just sharing on Twitter, catching a few minutes. Up, uh, catch the rest tomorrow. So he'll catch the replay off of this. So if he has any questions, unfortunately, they won't be there to get answered. But if you do, you're going to at some point throughout the stream here see some links that are going through the chat as well. If you do want to have more of a discussion with us, uh, you are in my Discord. So you can find both of us on the Twitter. We've got the link to your Twitter as well and my Twitter. We can keep this discussion going even after hours, even after the stream is done, if you have any more questions about this or what it is that, uh, that we know here. Randy says, I called BS on that. So, um... Let's let's talk about how Obi Wan was able to beat Darth Maul when he got angry after failing with two versus one. Right. Um, so, like, I don't think it was that he was angry. I think that he was obviously, you know, uh, like, I don't know, uh, devastated. I think that would be the case. Um, so he might have, you know, channeled that into, you know, being able to defeat Darth Maul. Uh, while they failed two versus one, um, even though those two were very, very close, Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan, they were very, very close. And any kind of, uh, you know, sword fighting that I've done in the past, uh, when I've done the Kima and stuff, having people on teams, they generally tend to get in each other's way more okay. than you would one versus one. Not that, you know, two people can't overpower one, because of course, you know, of course you can, right? But, you know, we're talking about Jedi, we're talking about, you know, basically a fantasy universe. Um, but yeah, so they tend to like kind of get in each other's way. Um, you can't do certain things that you might be, you can't be like, you can't be anywhere you want to be because it will look out for the other guy as well, not hitting them. Like it's just, there's a lot that would go into it. So I think that yeah, once Quagon dies, that gives him all that motivation, you know, that focus that he's able to channel his emotion into and then being able to uh, overpower Maul, who was probably shocked by the sudden, um, you know, addition and power against just one person. Well, and I think <clears throat> double bladed lightsaber is really dumb design. <laughs> it's just really dumb. <laughs> one of the things that I, I look at too with that is the fact that yes, um, as Randy pointed out, with this, the the Jedi are supposed to be able to focus themselves and work their best in the absence of emotion. But at the at the scene that he's talking about, Obi Wan was pretty young. He was still mm -hmm. a, uh, he was still a student at that point. He was about to go take the trials, but you know, you get to a point even in your real life where even if you are, if you've taught yourself how to focus better in the absence of emotion, once you throw a little bit of raw emotion into something, you know, the adrenal glands start going, you start pumping, and right, you know, you and lift Jedi up a perfect. what's that? And Jedi weren't perfect. Right, like they're supposed to, you know, stay away from strong emotions, but that doesn't mean that they always do. You know, they're not always successful. Uh, so I mean, that's that's also another thing. You know, they're they're still human or you know whatever, mm -hmm. right? So fallible, as we find out quite a bit. <laughs> Especially with the Clone Wars, and I, you know, a lot yeah. of what I what I think about with this, with uh, with Anakin came from that uh, piece of source material in and of itself. The fact that, you know, we see so much more side of this and Disney has approved this as canon too, but 
you know, we've seen Obi-Wan Kenobi has loved, he's lost, he has poured his emotion for, uh, was it Satine? Or was that the sister? Wait, which one? The Those Duchess the on Mandalore. Oh, uh, no, it's, uh, talking about it Satine? Was Satine. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah Duchess yeah, Satine. Yeah. <clears throat> I couldn't remember if that was her, the Duchess's name or the sister's name. Yeah, it's been a long time now since I've seen Clone Wars. So some of those minor, you know, I wasn't a big fan of the Mandalorian, uh, the new Mandalorians in the Clone Wars show. They're all like classified and like not awesome and cool anymore. It was really a shame. But yeah, I mean, like, the team was the Duchess that, uh, that we're talking about. The Dark Saber was cool though. I did like that. Yeah, and seeing that on the, on the live screen too, that, uh, the, the way that looks and the the color and the reflection that came uh, off that that was really interesting to see that's that's a part of the canon that i do hope that we explore a little bit more and see what happened with that and you know how yeah. people uh, have the focus even if they're not jedi to do that i've been i've been looking at some of the things uh nephilim ninja of nibiru is here by the way it was said it was the gay flip that killed him that's what I laughed at earlier. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> it definitely was the gay flip that killed him. One of the things that's annoyed me the most, especially about the the quote new trilogy that might be uncanonized as uh as we go along here, is the the fact that just about anybody could pick up and use a lightsaber. Now, obviously, there is the it's a it's a mechanical device. There's an on button, so anybody can come in here right. and light the thing up, as hand demonstrated in Empire Strikes Back to open the mm -hmm. tauntaun, but to be, able, to be able to wield it effectively, right? Ray and Finn both, to be able to just pick that up with no training whatsoever, I mean, yeah. that's got to be a pain in the ass to pick up something oh, yeah. and swing it with no mass. Right. That's the thing. Well, all the weight, there the only bit of weight is there is in the handle. Mm -hmm. It's like in the hilt. That's it. That's And that's heavy itself. So to be able to, you know, wield it like that, yeah, it would take an incredible amount of focus to stop yourself from cutting yourself off, you know, some cutting your legs off, or cutting your arm off, or cutting someone else that you don't intend, you know, it's, yeah, it would be very difficult. No, like I if Ben grabbed the thing and he was all clumsy about it, I could, I could say, okay, cool. Well, it's just a yeah. little bit of chance that he's able to do so, but he's, he's picking the thing up and holding it like it's, whatever the, the melee weapon was that they were using. And, you know, they tried to explain it. Well, he was, he was, he was skilled with the, this was it the spark saber or whatever it was. Oh, he was yeah. skilled in the, the stormtroopers melee weapon. It wouldn't be the same though. It's not exactly. The same. Yeah. That's like saying, you know, okay, well, um, I can use a long sword. I can use a bastard sword, but that means I can also use a falchion. You know, effectively, or like some, you know, some little different sword that takes a completely different, you know, amount of training. Like you have to train with them separately. You can't just pick it up and like, okay, I'm gonna use it the exact same way. Like, no, it's, it's completely different. <laughs> like, different amount of you know sharp edges, like different weight distribution, different weight. Like, there's a lot to take into effect, a lot to account. I mean, a lot to take into account with it. So now yeah, we we came <clears throat> we came to talk about the fall of Anakin um, himself. From the light to the dark, and I think there's a lot of factors to this. There was, as I mentioned at the top of the show, there was a there was a trend going around where people were saying that you know if 
if you think that Anakin fell to the dark side because of Mace Windu or because of the Council or because of a host of other things and not because of his own inner nature was evil, then you've got another thing coming. And That's I've dumb. watched, I have watched the Star Wars main trilogy, the prequel trilogy, the flip back to the light side, the Clone Wars numerous times at this point, and really honestly, I don't think it was any one thing. Right. Yeah. If we had to go back onto one person specifically, I would say Palpatine pulling the strings behind mm -hmm. everything, trying to get everybody to do the same thing, but there's a lot to this. Yeah. There's a lot more than just the loss of one's mother or anything else like that. And yeah, I do believe that he was predisposed to this based on his upbringing, based on things that he saw, based on the fact that his, his big goal was to go back and free the slaves. And he, we even saw part of that in, in Clone Wars towards the end of the non-Disney seasons when you know, right. that was his biggest goal was to go back and free the slaves. But honestly, I couldn't even tell you what what pushed him over the edge. If oh. I had to say from, from canon from mm -hmm. the movies, I would say that the death of Padme was what pushed him over the edge but you know opening up and seeing you know this is a guy that's been pushed to the ground that's been shoved around that's been told mm -hmm. that he wasn't good enough consider consistently by the council there's so much but what what do you think first um so i think the very core of it even without palpatine um pulling the strings he might have turned anyway maybe later on and that <clears throat> um and especially if padme had still died during childbirth um, I think, I think the very core of it is, uh, actually like his capacity for love. Like that's what really did him in was his ability to like really love somebody. And then the fear of that being torn away as it had in the past, with you know, being his mother, um, <clears throat> you know, he had the same thing, right? His, his mother and him had, you know, a huge bond, uh, and so that kind of, you know, she taught him, you know, how to love and be compassionate and, you know, uh, help others and all this kind of stuff. So those were at the core of his being. And then he lo that got torn away from him. You know, when he was real young, he, you know, he always thought like his freedom from slavery would also, his mother would come with him. And the fact that she wasn't able to, you know, she was as good as dead at that point. Like that, you know, that feeling that he had, he was losing her either way. And then to actually like have her die in his arms later on. You know, that, that like intense amount of love and then the fear of that being taken away, especially once Padme became the focus of his, you know, love and attention. Like he doesn't want that to happen again. And that intense of an emotion, you know, led to, was it uh, fear leads to anger, right? We saw that. Uh, yeah. Anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering. That's, he's, he embodied each of those uh, throughout the movies and the show um, at different times. To lead ultimately to his suffering um, as Darth Vader in the suit. And they're definitely, and I've even looked back at some of the canon uh, sources and non-canon sources, has been some suffering. I didn't realize that that suit was made to constantly put him in pain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, it was supposed to be um, like a punishment for his failure to kill Obi-Wan, uh, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. And then he just kind of always was in pain. <laughs> yeah. Well, from the way I understand it, he was actually offered after a a certain period of time in the suit 
a more streamlined suit that was, you know, more comfortable, able to let him move more freely, more quickly. Mm -hmm. And he turned it down because he was drawing his strength from, from the suffering. Right. From the raw emotion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's almost no rawer emotion than pain. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I'm kind of interested to see the Obi-Wan series, which on top of that, I mean, Obi-Wan was always my favorite character in the entire franchise. So I'm interested to see it for that, but to see where they go with the, with the story of that, because it looks like Christensen is going to be the Darth Vader for that, which I don't completely understand either because I mean, Hayden Christensen doesn't have that voice. Right, and he's going to be I, in the suit, so what does it matter? I mean, like, the original Darth Vader and the original trilogy was played, played by three people. Mm -hmm. There's, like, there's like the guy in the suit, there's the voice, and then the guy in the suit after the helmet was taken off. It was a completely different guy than who had played in the suit the rest of the movie, or the rest of the movies. Mm -hmm. Like, so it was, like, three different people who played. Why couldn't they do something like that again? It worked really well. Ah, <clears throat> uh, Randy says his redemption arc shows that he couldn't have been uh, evil in his nature. <clears throat> exactly, yeah. It's uh, his story is really one of uh, good intentions going badly. Mm -hmm. uh, it really is because he, you know, he started off with the most pure of intentions. He wants to save everyone that he knows from dying. Like he wants to save, and that's you see that throughout the Clone Wars. You said you just watched that recently, right? You see, like he goes extraordinary lengths to save people from dying. Like that's his main motivation for the war, even more than just like, it's not just like about wanton, you know, slaughter or anything. And of course he's killing droids mostly, but um, that he's not like in, he's not at war for the fun of it. Like he's there to keep the people that he cares about safe and not dead. <laughs> and uh, he, he often, you know, risks his own life and others in order to save people. Like that's his main thing. So yeah, no, I don't think he's evil at his nature, I think it's just that like his goodness was corrupted for evil, as opposed to him being pure evil. Like Palpatine would be considered, I think, pure evil. Like he has no, no goodness in him at all. But <clears throat> could you argue? <clears throat> excuse me, a little bit of a cough going on there. Could you argue though that I mean, even Palpatine in his quest for power was looking to protect the people of the galaxy and you know as he said his major speech at the end mm -hmm. and to bring peace to his new empire well i don't I mean, think so that he was as evil as as people would think but th i mean mm -hmm. obviously for both of us the the seeking of power in and of itself is evil but <laughs> i don't think that he was just a matter of i'm going to use this to empower myself and enslave the people i do think that there was a level of trying to protect that went along with that. I don't think the Sith is as evil as we were um, supposed to be binarily, as, as binarily see it as yeah. during the Lucas films. I think that there there's an aspect of this where this is just how do I put this? It's the passion of it, and sometimes it comes out to to a level that that does get people hurt. But it's it's a passionate thing. It's not a bad thing always. Um, so, I don't, I'm not sure, and I, I don't think I agree with Palpatine wanting to protect the, uh, you know, the, the galaxy. Um, not so much, uh, at least maybe it is he wants to protect the galaxy, but not so that, not because he cares about the people in it, but because it's, 
the galaxy. Like it's the resources that are around. It's what he wants to take control of, what he wants to have power over. So by that, you have to protect it, right? Like you have to protect it in order for you to maintain your power, or in order, you know, that that would be his motivation for getting power. Now I know there was uh, was Yuvan uh, Yuvan Zhang. I forget how to say that. It's been a long time now since I've read those the um, the Throne trilogy. But it was, you know, said there that um, Palpatine was one of the few people who knew that an invasion was coming from uh, the, uh, what is it called, the Uncharted space, an Uncharted space. Uh, the planet out there, that, that was basically what they used in Star Wars lore to, like, introduce new things that weren't there before. Like, oh, it just came from, you know, <laughs> Uncharted space. Yeah, it's like this whole big pocket of, you know, the galaxy that just isn't explored. So you can put anything you want in there. You can put any kind of ex machina or anything in there. Um, it's kind of, it's pretty useful, I think, you know, for a writer. Like, uh, but anyway, well, so hell, Brandon Bregan, uh, uh, Jerry Taylor on the Star uh, Star Trek side made an entire seven season series about that. The ex oh, machina yeah, of the galaxy. Yeah. Oh my god, it's, I did not like that series either. But <laughs> I enjoyed I it well like enough. It. But I. I, I... Oh. The internet hiccup. The dreaded internet okay. hiccup. We're back. <laughs> All right, cool. I gotta figure um, out if it's my modem or if it's my Ethernet cable or whatnot. It's doing that. It's it's better than the laptop, or that would have been a heart attack and that would have knocked us completely offline. Most people just saw the spinning wheel of death for like two <laughs> seconds. Right. But yeah, we are we're definitely back here. So, um, but yeah, that's that was exactly it too, and that's that's what they used. That was the ex machina. So. Well, yeah, exactly. Hey, here's this unexplored region of the galaxy. Right, yeah, that's exactly what they did, yeah. <laughs> I think it was telling, especially in the in the canon films. Uh, Ron Helton has joined us too, by the way, with the Joe Biden sticker. Come on, man! <laughs> um, with the canon films where you would see some of the, some of the passion, some of the, the ruthlessness, the... I'll do anything to protect the people that I love was usually because there was always music going on in the background of the uh, of the Star Wars trilogy. It was usually mm-hmm. coupled with the the slow bars of the Imperial March. You notice that if you watch the films, anytime oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I killed them, I killed the women and children. Which at that point again, you've got the canonical. Well, the Sith are always evil and they do evil things. Right, that's not always true. Um, yeah, I mean, the Sith, like, they... It's not that they're evil, like, inherently, it's just they don't mind doing evil to achieve their goals. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's what it is. Now, some of them, of course, are, you know, uh, psychopaths and, you know, um, I guess, uh, sadists, you know, who just do it because it's fun. But for the most part, that's not, yeah, that's not what all the Sith... They're, they're just vying for power. They're just very ambitious um and they don't have any kind of scruples for the most part <laughs> yeah if i yeah. ever get caught up on my uh on my kindle i've got uh i'm still reading some of all fears which with everything that's been going on over the past few months that has taken forever for me but i've got starship troopers after that and then i think i'm gonna oh, read yeah. the Darth bane trilogy dude i can't wait for you to read starship troopers that's gonna be awesome yeah you're gonna be like, oh my god, this is amazing. Um, I have not read the Bing uh, trilogy though. That'll be good. 
I've got that uh, sitting on my wait list. I actually bought the, the first book that I have. I went out on a binge and bought a bunch of Star Wars uh, books over the past few months, or either bought them <laughs> or put them in my Amazon shopping list because I do, I know it's evil, it's wrong, but I do it because of my passion and in order to get things done, I do use my Kindle. I don't use hardcover or copy books. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because um, I've always got the phone with me. I can always pick up a couple pages when I'm on lunch or something at work. Right. I would, uh, I would definitely recommend the Thrawn trilogy. I don't know if you've got that. Is it? Because um, I know a lot of the canon stuff now is, is comic books, so... Is it is that a comic or a graphic novel series then? Or no. Is that going to be an actual written one? No, they're actual they're written novels. It's, uh, there's three of them, uh, written by Timothy Zahn. Okay. Uh, which, by the way, if you want to play a drinking game while you're uh, reading them, every time he uses the word, every time Thrawn uses the word sardonic, or sardonically, or he says something sardonically, then take a shot because, like, you'll get drunk pretty quick. Um, no, don't do that. Don't read and drink. That's dumb. But uh, it's just, I just it's something I noted while I was reading it that, like, he's uh, Timothy Zahn uses that word very often. And I'm just like, that's it's just there's something I noticed as I went. Like, he just, oh, he said sardonically. Or he's, it's just, yeah, it's really good. So you'll see oh, that too. Randy's going to come in with the references of movies that I've never seen before. Randy Crush Saga says, I like to think of the Sith as the Slytherin and the Jedi as Gryffindor, or even the Order of Phoenix. Yeah, that's about that's about right. Um, yeah, I would say that's, that's just, yeah. So it's like, just, yeah, the Slytherin, like, they're not all necessarily evil. They're just ambitious and will, you know, get rid of anyone who's in their way of achieving their goals. Um, and then, of course, you have to do the evil ones as well. Well, and I, I think from what I've seen, and again, this goes back to a, dev, a, a world building thing, a development thing, and you know what we saw, you know, let's say in A New Hope when it was still just called Star Wars versus what we saw by the end of <clears throat> those movies that we don't mention with the passion of everything <laughs> versus like with Rowling. And I've, I have seen and read Philosopher's Stone. So mm -hmm. I can understand where that's targeted toward a younger, much younger audience. Yeah, it is. Who has a more canonical, um, more black and white uh, view of good and evil. Yeah. To, so, so to somebody who's only ever seen and read Philosopher's Stone, you could say, okay, well, the Slytherin are evil. Whereas once you get to, what was the last one? Dark Phoenix? Uh, no, five was Order of the Phoenix. Um, was Seven, oh, seven Dark Phoenix was X-Men. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, Deathly Hollows was number seven for Harry Potter. Yeah, the by, last by the time you get to Deathly Hollows, now you start to see a more expanded view of what's right and what's wrong and, you know, what's good and what's evil. What I liked about those books, um, if we could take a quick aside, was how if you were, if you started reading them at the right age, like I think mm -hmm. I was in fifth grade when I read the first one, like as you, as they came out, like you grew up with the books like you literally grew up with them as in like they get more and more geared towards your age as you go like it was it was actually pretty impressive how she was able to do that i'm not sure if it was on purpose but and that's something that i had noticed like it was always you know material that was appropriate for the age that i was when the book came out <laughs> like, so it, was it wasn't cool. wasn't deathly hallows like this freaking thick too Oh, they're all yeah. After after the third one, they're all like mega thick, like three C's thick. 
<laughs> like, like six, seven hundred pages, eight hundred pages. Like, yeah, it's huge. Well, my uh, my ex girlfriend was the one that convinced me to go back and and start uh, reading the Harry Potter series, even though I've only read one. She was the one that convinced me to read them and watch them because I said I wasn't going to watch the movies till I read the books and. You know, she said, oh, well, if you want to watch uh, Sorcerer's Stone, then you could sit down and read that in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can't read that in the afternoon. That was a pretty small one. But I mean, it was also geared for like a 10 or 11 year old. You know, they're not going to sit there and read a 700 page, you know, book. And you mentioned the age appropriateness of this, too. I mean, I was... When did the first one come out? I, I know I was in high school by the time they all came out. And I think it was late high school, because didn't they start in 2000? Maybe 99. Um, I, think it was, I think it was 98 or 99. I can look it up real quick. Okay. Where's Jamie when we need him? Pull that up, Jamie. Right? Um, oh, that was the movie. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> the movie was in 2000. Okay. Wow, that's the complete series. Oh my god. Come on, Google. <laughs> Come on, Google! 1997 was uh, Philosopher's Stone. 98, 99, 2000. And then uh, the fifth one came out in 2003. Then Half Blood Prince came out in 2005. And then Deathly Hallows 2007. So, yeah. Um, I would have been seven years old when the first one came out, but I didn't read it then. Mm-hmm. And then. Yeah, okay, so that's what it was. So I had, yeah, I was uh, 10 years old when Goblet of Fire came out. But then 13 when Order of the Phoenix came out. 15 when uh, Half-Blood Trends came out. And then I was 17 when Deathly Hollows came out. Granny Crush so, yeah. says I was in seventh grade when I remember seeing the book. <laughs> right, I was in elementary school when <laughs> I saw the first one. I was, yeah, I was, I think Randy and I are about the same age because, yeah, if it came out in 97, it was easy enough for me to remember the year I was in school versus the year because the, the number of the year I was in school correlated with the last number of the year, Hmm. like the actual calendar year. So when I was in first grade, that ended in 91, second grade, 92, et cetera, up until when I graduated in 02. Okay. I see, I graduated in 08. Mm-hmm. So, a little bit, little bit after. <laughs> MK Ultra is here saying hi. Keep crushing, homies. Sweet. Will do, MK Ultra. He, he's going to go do some, some government mind control stuff after this. He just did that on me. He said, keep <laughs> crushing it, homies. And look at me, crushing <laughs> it. So, <laughs> he's very um, compelling. <laughs> looking back and looking in and seeing more of this too, and I, I mentioned the Clone Wars, which was that was a bit of a wake up to me, especially given the fact that the majority of that series was done under Lucas, not under Disney mm-hmm. Films. Was the a number one the the graying, the moral graying of everything that came out of that? Because yes. you know, even coming up to Revenge of the Sith, you could tell that the writers in George Lucas's room were trying to tell you that the Jedi were good. Even though I've got a lot of questions about that in and of itself, and the Sith were automatically evil, but there was a there was a lot of graying that came out of the Clone Wars, a mm-hmm. lot of graying. 
by the end of the season six of the Clone Wars, I would have almost said the Republic were the bad guys, which me saying the government are the bad guys, that's nothing new. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, looking in at, at some of this as well, and that's, you know, where I look and say, this is the exploration of putting Anakin to the dark side. And was this even really a kid's show? That was one of the first things I determined yeah. before the end of season one. I'm like, is this a kid's show? As you know, you had said that most of what Anakin killed in the Clone Wars series was droids. And I, I've just, I think you and I had a different experience with that because you know, I'm sitting here watching this. I'm like, oh, hey, Anakin just ran his lightsaber through somebody up in close contact in the middle of a conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just randomly killed somebody. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't mean like that he only killed, you know, droids, but it was mostly, you know, mostly like the, the one, like the battles and stuff. Of course, you know, you see clones die, but they're mostly faceless, right? Um, they don't usually die with their helmets off, you know, not usually. But uh, so he was just like, you know, random... This guy dies. Like, who cares? Um, you know, that's what was kind of geared towards kids, and of course, like the droids being, you know, goofy or whatever, and saying dumb shit, having stupid personalities. Like that was really difficult for me to get over when I first started watching it, because it was so like infantile. I'm just like, oh, that doesn't appeal to me. Like, that's not how the droids work. It's supposed to be scary, right? They're like, there's shitloads of them, and they're competent, you know. But in the show, they really weren't, at least at the beginning. Yeah, they were oh, yeah. definitely more comic relief than anything. Attempted comic relief, uh, alleged comic relief. But um, yeah, and then of course you get, yeah, like you said, the moral grain of everything. That was really what appealed to me about the show. And that allowed me to get over the nonsense of like the droids sucking. And they, they studied some, some very deep topics in that show too, like... You know, why are we fighting? What is the point of this war? Did I actually get framed? That whole, that the Ahsoka's framing arc was a, a big talk of, the, again, this is not a kid's show. This is, you know, we're sitting here. Can Ahsoka, can she fit herself in with the Jedi Order anymore? Now that they've done to this, is this moral for anything to do? But realistically, what kind of got me about that was how mature that version of Anakin Skywalker was versus how immature he seemed again once we pan back out into the canon film, which of course came before mm -hmm. in Revenge of the Sith. Because he was very much an adult authority yeah. figure, which again, I mean, you're looking at this from the lens of a seven-year-old who's watching the Clone Wars and cheering on Ahsoka at that, but he's still, I mean, you see... And I can't think of the, the voice actor's name off that, but it was Matthew something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. If I can type. <laughs> um, no, I thought it was, that was, an, it was interesting. That's also something that turned Anakin away from the Jedi and the Council. It disillusioned him uh, because he saw how they treated, you know, Ahsoka, even though she was uh, innocent. Um, and they just refused to kind of see that, like that. He saw that they were themselves arrogant because yeah. there was no one to challenge them, right? They were not, there was no one to watch the watchers, as right. it were. And so they just kind of like, they were in their kind of echo chamber, and, you know. Uh, the Republic was were always yes men to them. So, you know, who was there to challenge them? It was uh, Matt Lanter, by the way, was the, <clears throat> was the voice actor for that. And yeah, the, 
There was a distinct difference between the Matt Lanter Anakin Skywalker and the Hayden Christensen Anakin Skywalker, even though, again, the, the Hayden one was supposed to be, later on, was supposed to be the older, more mature. He just, it seemed like he regressed back into a childlike state. I'd be curious yeah, how, I mean, they, how they canon that away. They just, uh, you know, sweep it under the rug and <laughs> hope you don't notice, you know, um, it's just one of those things that they made a choice, and it was a good choice, but the movie had already come out, so they couldn't, like, you know, address that in the movie, so they just like, well, fuck it. <laughs> We're just gonna do it anyway. And it, it really worked. I mean, it really did, so. And then, yeah, like you had said, a part of the attachment that went along with Ahsoka, which, who, why, wait, became one of my absolute favorite characters in the entire franchise. Almost, Absolutely. she's almost up there with Obi-Wan with me, which from some of the other videos that I've seen off the side of this is she was supposed to be hated in the beginning for being cocky and crass and everything else. And then they built in a character redemption for her by right. the end of the second season. She realized that she couldn't go on and keep doing the things that, uh, that she did. But, you know, again, this was a, this was a very, very deep attachment to a person, to an, another individual human being, rather right. than an attachment to life in general and democracy. Yeah, um, fear of losing Ahsoka was another thing that was part of, you know, like every, like, and the, if you notice, I'm not sure if this is intentional, but everyone that he feared losing were all women. Hmm. You know, his mother, Padme, Ahsoka, you know, back to Padme. Um, it does, does seem like that was his, I guess, his weakness. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I, something I noticed, I'm not sure if it was intentional or like it just kind of worked out that way. Yeah, but, I hadn't uh, noticed that until just now. Yeah, I think that with his bond with his mother, that's what made him kind of easily, most, you know, have a bond with just women in general. That he, you know, that he meets. I don't know. That, that may, may or not may or may not be a thing. <laughs> it's just something that I noticed. So I was like, hmm. yeah. We, we come into this and we find out that Anakin Skywalker is a simp. Right. <laughs> He's <laughs> like the ultimate simp. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you know. He's like, I'm gonna stop death. And I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna start this empire for you, my queen. And then she just dies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, but I mean, going back and looking into that too, and with, how do I want to, to get from beginning? I don't think that the dark side necessarily was something that he turned to. I think a, a lot of that was that he was always there. And, you know, some of it even comes down to a, a question of suppression to all mm -hmm. of it. It's, if you... Yeah. If you try to suppress emotion, if you try to suppress bond, if you try to do some of that, and there have been canon and non-canon sources as well talking about Luke and why he's able to have attachment and emotion and still not fall full on to the dark side. And it does seem that there's more ability for people to explore the dark side through the, through the Skywalker school of Jedi and also through the way that he learned um, to be a Jedi, I think he has dabbled a little bit in the dark side before, and it's not—it's yeah. not a matter of don't become attached. It's a matter of 
you know, figure out how to balance this in your life. But if we try to take you away from attachments, you're going to inevitably form attachments. If you try to, if we try to tell you not to do something, you're going to want to go back and do it. Right. Well, so this actually, I'm glad you brought this up. This actually, we can talk about some like Jedi history here. Um, so the Jedi and the Sith originally were one. They were like one monastic order. Um, and their whole thing was balance being balanced between the light side and the dark side. So not going to one one side too much. And if someone did, they were, you know, they were sent to one of the moons of uh, Typhon, I believe was the name of the planet. Um, There's like one, you know, light moon, one dark moon. And so like whichever one you were kind of leaning more towards, you had to go to the other one to like rebalance yourself. Um, that was kind of like their, their uh, mentality. And then the, uh, I believe it was the Sith, broke apart first and then the jedi kind of continued to uh, they moved more towards light only and away from dark as jedi or said that mean moved more towards dark and away from light uh completely out of balance which is why the prophecy was necessary of anakin uh to restore balance to the force which he did by killing all the jedi and then eventually killing palpatine who was the only other uh sith lord out there and so now almost nobody is using the force now <laughs> like you know so uh he kind of he brought balance back in that way as prophesied um really again like regardless of him trying to and uh, you know, it, oh go ahead i was gonna say and i think along with that too as we mentioned with the the luke skywalker school once the force came back and once people started to be trained again yes they are introduced somewhat to the dark side i mean was was uh, emo Darth Vader? Was he uh, was he a Sith, or was he just a, a Jedi trained and decided mm, to use the dark side? Darth Vader was. Uh, emo yeah, Darth he was Vader. A Sith. Emo Darth Vader. Um, oh, oh, uh, Kylo Ren. Yeah, I believe yeah. he was a Sith. Yes, <clears throat> uh, he was. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was a dark. Right. He had the. No, no, he wasn't. He was not a dark. He was Kylo Ren. Yep. So no, he was not a dark. So I don't think he was a full-on actual Sith Lord. He might have been. He was aligned with the Sith for sure. Obviously, uh, Snoke was a was a Sith Lord, so he was a, at least you know aligned with them. A puppet of Palpatine, as you will. What a weak ending for a movie series. Yeah, too. that sucked so much, Dick. So much Dick was sucked with that. Ah, oh, it's horrible. The only reason I can justify the fact that I know that is because my sister pays for the Disney Plus, and I was able to watch it for free. Oh, that is unfortunate. I mean, at least you didn't pay for it, but like, <laughs> it was horrible, horrible trilogy. They're terrible. They look fantastic. I'll give them that. Yeah. <laughs> they look fantastic, but no, <laughs> they should have spent more money on the writers. Oh, was, I, well, I mean, it's a J.J. Abrams thing. It's, you know, explosion and car crash every five minutes. Yeah. And shitty, you know, oh my God. Oh, it's so bad. Don't even, oh, why don't you get, don't stop putting that in my head, Ed. God. <laughs> don't need that. I don't need the memories coming back. I've kept them locked up. Press them as much as possible to bring them back. Well, we might have to, to become impassioned and, you know, for for the good of humanity, rid the world <laughs> of the trilogy. Right. Of the sequel trilogy. <laughs> By any means necessary. Any means necessary, it, yeah. It, it's, it's not necessarily the dark side to go back and and protect the people from such a thing. 
Right, exactly. It's 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 self defense. <laughs> it's completely self defense. They are they are definitely aggressing. They have broken the NAP uh, <laughs> with their shitty movies. All right, so it's perfectly fine to retaliate by any means necessary. <laughs> oh man. But I mean, going back again to you know the, the topic at hand of what we were discussing before, I. I think that the dark was always there. I think that there was always the the risk of attachment. And yeah, the, the shove it back now. Like, hey, you better not go fall in love with a woman. And oh, yeah. or, or another one that uh, I think was brought up with this is, oh, yeah, we, we know that you've been out on assignment. You haven't really seen a woman in 10 years. But uh, here's Natalie Portman. Don't yeah, fall in love yeah, with her. That was, right. That was kind of a dumb move. Like, how do you not? <laughs> like, it's not important. Um, and I especially love and um, there's an attack of the clones when she's telling him, you know, oh, we can't be together. Like she chose like the sexiest outfit she could find in order to tell him that you know they can't be together. Like what a what a cunt move. I'm sorry, that's just that's shitty. It's a shitty being, shitty person. Like that is just horrible. She didn't. She knew what she was doing. She knew what she was doing. You know, she was just trying to keep him. You know coming along and, you know, uh, just keep them, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, I don't forgot what phrase to use there, but yeah, uh, <laughs> just, uh, besides, um, besides it was Natalie Portman in 2000. Right. Exactly. She looks good now, for God's sake, and she's 40. I haven't seen her recently. Let's see. Yeah, she, she still looks good. She, she held up. Randy says the question was, and especially coming around with Disney, is she a groomer? Uh, yes, <laughs> absolutely. And so is Palpatine, um, as we found. Uh, so yes, yeah, she was definitely a groomer. Um, she was much older than him, and in a position of power, being a senator. Uh, and then, yes, oh yeah, she was definitely she was definitely a groomer for sure. Yeah. <laughs> she definitely ran that relationship. It's, it's kind of like the, the Weird Al song. We know that he is digging the queen, even though he's just nine and she's 14. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which, oddly enough, I think Hayden is older than... Natalie is in real life. Oh, probably, probably, yeah. I think that he is just a touch older than uh, than she is in real life. But you know, there again, we've got that five year differential where um, they they go back off to this. I had another question along with that, and I cannot think of what the hell it was. I hate that talking hate about that uh, talking about Natalie Portman and and what happened with that, and you know the fact that they did essentially go in there and say, hey, you know go to oh one of the things that was brought to my attention i when i was still living in kenosha when i was still in my 20s i was dating a girl that had never seen a star wars movie before and mm. we decided to start in the canonical order not necessarily the release order so we okay. started episode one two three at that point and one of the things that she brought up and this has actually bugged me ever since such ever since cheryl said this to me was Seeing everything that you've seen, mm -hmm. watching this kid grow up, 
seeing the way that he's done, the fact that he went out and slaughtered sand people, told you that they weren't people, you know, kind of like how Midget B does with certain other ethnicities, but yeah, telling you sure. that they're not people, telling you that they're animals, mm -hmm. why would you still have kids with that person? Um, I mean, that was, you know, coming up yeah, in I mean, the beginning when, when we first sat back and watched um, uh, Revenge of the Sith for the first time, she's like, after seeing all of this, that, why would you have kids with this person? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, I mean, I think that she was just a young woman. And so, as young women are, they're typically dumb. Um, so, you know, there you go. Uh, that'll be why she was attracted to that, you know. Not because, you know, he killed people, but like, because of how strong his emotions were. And like, you know, obviously he's confident, skillful, you know, that's attractive on its own to most women. And then also like he's a play of emotion, which I mean, some women are into. Especially if it's like angry and she's crazy. I mean, I don't know crazy. confident <laughs> and skillful if that would fall in Cause by all end, going back to using the animated series as reference, Arguably, Padme is more skillful and possibly force sensitive herself than than Anakin was. Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure that's the case. Um, I mean, skillful in some things, right? Skillful, in, you know, diplomacy for one uh, would be something that she's more skillful in. Uh, but I mean, as I don't think she was. I don't think she was force sensitive. That I hope not. At least they would do some shit like that, though. But. <laughs> I don't think so. Though. That's one thing I fucking hate about the Star Wars. Like even under Lucas, it was like, "Oh, you like this character? Well, he died. Oh, but he's not really dead. He's actually coming back, like two, three times sometimes. Like, you know, just let him be dead. Like they were cool. Just let them be dead. <laughs> you know, like I like them when they were dead too. It's fine. <laughs> just let him be dead. <laughs> but when you, when, like, when you watch, even in the in. Um, Attack of the Clones, you know, Anakin and Obi-Wan are sitting over there chained up with Obi-Wan doing a signature one-liner of, oh, what are you doing here? Oh, we came here to save you, Master. Good job. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, Padme and Natalie Portman sitting over there pulling a hairpin out of her hair and unlocking herself and <clears throat> climbing off the pillow and like, hey, I'm going to get us so, the fuck out of here. So I don't know if you've ever um, played... Uh, Knights of the Old Republic. I have it, but it is janky as shit on my screen. Well, that's my triple screen. Yeah, yeah, that's just yeah, that's just the nature of the game. You have to deal with that. <laughs> um, but the second one, uh, if you're not familiar, there's a character named Kreia, and she's kind of like the philosopher of okay. the entire game. Um, and she was talking about like what it's like for a Jedi to lose touch with the Force, or like, they're not able to use the Force anymore. Because, uh, spoiler, I mean, the game came out in 2006, so... But anyway, um, the main character starts out the game not being able to use the Force, because uh, they've been cut off from the Force. Um, and you slowly over the game, as you level up, you know, you regain your access to the Force. Um, but what she was talking about, like, how in some ways, people who can't use the Force are better off than those who can. Um, and that... Like, because of their ability to use the Force, it, it cripples them as well as it gives them an advantage uh, because of those kind of things. Because they're just things that they don't think about that they wouldn't consider, such as, like, lockpicking, like you brought up. 
Um, you know, why would a Jedi need to learn how to lockpick when they can just use the Force to unlock something? Right, like, why would you do that? Um, so, in, in that case, like, you wouldn't be thinking about that sort of thing. It's not like something that's just going to occur to you. Whereas if you don't use the Force, you would have to be able to do the same thing through other means. Um, and so you might have noticed different things that a person who can use the Force for. Um, just things like that. So that, that's kind of what she was talking about, is that, you know, that's why people who don't use the Force are also useful. <laughs> because they have a completely different perspective than, you know, a Jedi would. Yeah, it's... It's an interesting concept to that, and I've, you know, I've been going through plenty of Quora threads, like, was Padme Force-sensitive? But, you know, there are also Quora th threads out there that ask if R2-D2 was Force-sensitive. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I mean, I get that. Um, but just because, like, it's a, you know, it's a kid's show. Like, and it's an action scene or whatever, and she can't be, you know, you know how the culture even was back then. You know, she can't be a helpless woman unable to fend for herself, right? She has to be a badass as well. Like, and that, that, goes, that goes back, you know, decades, even in television and movies. Right? Like, unexpected badass woman, like, that's a trope in, in itself. Um, so I don't think that's that she's using the force. I think she's just a trope. <laughs> it's not that it is. My, my strong, empowered woman, my strong, empowered Padme. Right, exactly. She's not some damsel in distress, you know, to be saved from a tower guarded by a dragon, right? But that's not... No, we don't do that anymore. And <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that anymore. Oh, that's a, that's been everywhere in lore, though, too. Like, what was mm -hmm. it? They, they even... They, they tried to, to go back off and... Hey, somebody's trying to get into this conversation. Did what you share the be? link? Did you show the link? With uh with one individual. Oh. Do I know this person? Yes. You okay, like this person. I, I see a name up the top that I I don't I don't know. Oh, look that's weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean let me send you a message here so you can tell me who this is and I, I'll tell you what <laughs> I can see. Okay. Well, yeah, right. I, I knew I knew what that uh, I knew that what that name was. So let's. Uh, let's <laughs> right. Hey. Hey. <laughs> How is it that you keep crashing my live streams over and over again? She's devious. I, I needed to talk about big meat. <laughs> 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 Said you wanted to hear your questions, right? <laughs> I don't know what else is going on, but I was like, you know what? Before before all the food processing plants burn down, I'm I need to talk about big meat and its impact <laughs> on your life and mine. Absolutely. Let's hear uh. it. That <laughs> <laughs> is kinda of weird I, though, right? That all the meat processing plants and stuff are going down, all the food. Plants and stuff are getting fires and planes and explosions. And <laughs> Burned down by my house or out here, you know, like yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I heard about that one. I didn't because I didn't get on the um, the stories that I talked about the other day. What I because well it hadn't happened yet when I talked about it on I think it was Friday, 
but yeah, I just heard about the General Mills. I didn't, I don't know where that is, where the city is, but I was going to ask if that was close to you guys. I was going to ask uh, Katie about that tomorrow. Yeah. I think it was by, um, I, it was kind of, I think it's closer to where I live now than where we're moving. I'm, I'm moving over to by where we were all hanging out. Remember mm -hmm. like over at, when we all hung out at, like, yeah, we're at Katie's over. house. Yeah. Katie told yeah. me you were moving to the same town as her. Yeah. Well, like, over, but like 10 minutes but I think it's close here. So I I had to jump on as soon as I saw John was coming on. I was like, John, you have to let me crash this. Like, oh, yeah. I was actually I was on the I fence about it until so she told me what she wanted to talk about. And I was like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I have no makeup on, and my sister just flew in from Seattle. So I'm going to go. But <laughs> thank you so much for being a good sport. John, I love you guys so much. Oh, yeah. Right, and then there were two. <laughs> I, I thought that's who that was when I saw that name pop up at the top. I thought yeah, that's who that would be. Yeah. Yeah, you know I wouldn't just share it with anybody. <laughs> well, I, I, I wasn't sure if we were gonna if we were gonna be seeing um if we were gonna be seeing Midget off of that too, because I, I know what uh, Midget's actual name is. I'm like it, it, it's that, but is it is that is that what we're hearing, or is it going to be something else? Right. Oh, why am I full screen now? I mean, fix that here. Yeah. Because of these, because uh, of speaker view for um, for having I'll three people on, I I full screen it back out. Gotcha. Because remember, my uh, my C920 webcam is what's feeding out to everybody else on OBS, and you're seeing my uh, C270. Aha. Gotcha. All right, so uh, where were we before we were so uh, rudely and hilariously interrupted? <laughs> I'm just kidding, Brit. You're awesome. Uh, Randy says <laughs> she needs her space battle mage to save her. Space battle mage? Uh, uh, we're okay. talking about Padme, yeah. Pad yeah, Padme, yeah. He is kind of, yeah, they're kind of paladins, aren't they, Jedi? If you had to give them a D and D, um, hmm, yeah, I think it would have to be, it have to be paladin because they're highly religious, and they're, they're good healers, and you know, also do a lot of damage. They can tank. Yeah. Well, I'm a follow nerd, so I'm a follow nerd, so paladin has a different uh, meaning for me than it does for the D and D ones. Yeah. What is uh? What is it? Enlighten us. It's uh, one of the ranks of the Brotherhood of Steel, and they're not necessarily oh. the the sage. Well, they're, they're not the good guys necessarily, unless you want them to be. Um, well, well, it depends <laughs> on which coast you're on. Right, for, exactly. For, for Brotherhood of Steel, uh, East Coast Brotherhood of Steel are kind of dickheads. Gotcha. And West Coast Brotherhood of Steel are kind of chill, kind of cool. Right. Maybe it's all that weed yeah. in California, or <laughs> as, as we say in the Fallout universe, the new California Republic. Right. Um. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So, it would definitely, yeah, Jedi would definitely be paladins. Wizard knights. No, they're not wizards. Paladins can cast spells. Come on, Randy Crush. <laughs> Whatever. Or Randy. I mean, I know what I'm talking about. Um. 
Oh, see yeah. you, Ronald. Yeah, Reinhold's got to take off. Thanks for uh, coming in here. He's got to get out there before the storm hits. It's um, yeah. it's a nice balmy Florida day here, but it's gonna get fucking cold again tomorrow. It's been nice here, man. April's been super, super chill. Um, oh look, Hailey showed up. What's up, Hailey? Well, we'll go for a little bit longer since we've got some viewers coming in now. But um, I was gonna say normally we'd uh, just be about wrapping up right now. We've uh, given the hour, but now that we've got Hailey here, we'll go for a bit more. Um, I don't mind. What what other questions did I have about that? Um, we were talking about lightsabers before and the dark and the light, and especially with the fact that most of the people on the Twitter trend seem to think that Mace Windu was solely responsible for the fall. But there's talk about the fact, and I don't know because I haven't delved that much into the Kyber Crystals, that Windu himself was a dark side user, which... You know, given some certain demographics off of that, he's got to have some dark in it. <laughs> <laughs> right. 13 and 15. Well, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of pressure for being the only black Jedi, right? Um, <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, but one of the saying, questions that... Oh, well, sorry. I, I didn't realize it froze. Holy shit. That was crazy. Yeah, it, it froze for just a second off of that. Um, one of the questions with that, though, is, you know, with the purple lightsaber was supposed to represent that uh, Windu had knowledge of the dark side, but was able to control it. That's why he was able to get the one fact. Right. The fact of the matter is being, of course, that Jackson himself came out and said, no, motherfucker, I'll only go do this film if you let me wear a purple motherfucking lightsaber. It was a good choice, too. It looks good on him. Uh, it does. It absolutely it also does. I don't know if you know this on the hilt though, on the little switch, it B -M -M. says B A N F. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which of course I've a reference to that fiction, uh, you know, thing. His, his wallet had, uh, it says badass motherfucker on it. Yeah. <laughs> I've not yeah. seen it on the screen, but I've seen the prop in like like a Google image. So yeah. I don't know if it was shown on the screen or not. That, uh, I don't, that I don't think there. it was. It was for him. It wasn't meant to be on this movie. It was, it was for him. Um, but yeah, so yeah, he was able to control his dark side, like so he kind of learned how to like toe the line and get almost like use his you know negative emotions like for good as opposed to the opposite. You know, like, like we're talking about the Anakin was the exact opposite, right? Using his positive emotions out of love and compassion, and using that you know for do evil <laughs> um he kind of did the uh did the opposite he created his own lightsaber form which is like kind of like a style of fighting um called vapad and it was using like the the dark sides lightsaber form but using it better so he's using those emotions to focus like i was talking about with obi-wan defeating maul it's the same kind of deal right he's just channeling that raw emotion into focus and allowing that to win and then, of course, he's got to be able to suppress that again as soon as he's done. Uh, so, obviously, that could corrupt most people, but basically, when there's Samuel L. Jackson, and Samuel L. Jackson's a badass motherfucker, so <laughs> they won't do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, even going through and finding some of the some of the lightsaber color choices that go along with that, and, you know, questioning at some point why certain people had the colors that they did... Like, for mm -hmm. instance, by all, 
means and measures, you would think that Obi-Wan himself would have a green lightsaber as he was the more sage, more analytical side of the Force, but yet he carried blue throughout his entire career. Mm -hmm. Or why Luke went from blue to green. Right. As he grew up in the Force. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you follow, like, this goes back to Knights of the Republic, like, in both of those two of them, um, that kind of gives you the, like, the standard is, if you, you know, because they, they give it to an RPG, so they're giving you different classes. Uh-huh. And one of them is, uh, you know, if you're like the, um, the, the guardian, like the Jedi guardian, you're focused more on combat uh, rather than force powers or skills. You get a blue lightsaber. Um, you know, if you're uh, more concentrating on like skills that don't have to do with the force or fighting, you know, it could be anything. Uh, then you're you're a sentinel, Jedi sentinel, and you get the yellow lightsaber. Or you know, if you're focused on the Force itself more than fighting or anything else, you just focus completely on the Force and you know diplomacy and that kind of thing. Then you get a green lightsaber, right? Because you are the um, what was that one? Shit, I'm like blanking on this. Of course, went like I know all this stuff, and then yeah, um, no, it's a Jedi. Uh, Counselor, Jedi, uh, Jedi Counselor, yeah, or Counselor. Ah, uh-huh. oh, fuck, now I gotta look it up again, make sure I get it right. I know it's a, it's a Counselor or Counselor. Um, well, and I just counselor. learned a lot it's of this my, myself off of this too, because yeah. I actually initially thought that your blue meant that you were full um, <clears throat> Jedi, but your green was like the training color to indicate that you were a learner. Mm-hmm. Right, no, um, it's more about like, at least... Maybe not canonically, um, although you can kind of make an argument for them fitting into those classes. Uh, but when KOTOR Knights of the Old Republic came out, um, that kind of became like the, the standard. Is that, you know, if you're, it just kind of indicates what your class is. But it doesn't have to. Like, it's not, you know, it's like a cultural thing. It's not like a law or a rule. It's just like, that's typically what happens. So there's really almost no meaning no actual meaning put into who's got what lightsaber. It just kind of looks cool. Unless it's red. Unless it's red, right. Red is the only one that exclusively um, is used by the Sith, but it's because they don't control any of the planets that have the crystals. So those the red crystals are synthetic. Those are not actual naturally, like naturally occurring crystals. Those are all like man-made, essentially. Um, Which is- so that's why. That's and I learned some of that before so I got into some of the lore because I learned that from Lego Star Wars, in fact, because if you wanted to use the Sith powers <laughs> and you were creating a, a, Jedi, uh, a character off of that, all you had to do was give character a red lightsaber and poof, now you suddenly have one that can use Force Choke and Force Lightning and mm-hmm. Dark Force. Right. Yeah, and it was Star Wars is so fun. I gotta go play that game. I've never played any of the Lego games. Um, I've heard they were really good, but I'm like, I, I don't know. I've just been kind of, I'm not sure why I'm not willing to try it or why I wasn't willing to try it, but I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a shot sometime. I don't know. It's if, you're able to, if you're able to go even retro off of that, I've, I mean, I've played the, um, the later versions of Lego Star Wars on like PC, Wii, etc., but I really enjoyed the way that they did it for GameCube, even though because of the hardware limitations, they had to split it up into two games at the time. Mm-hmm. 
because you can't just do the complete saga because there's not enough room on that little teeny tiny GameCube disc. Right. Yeah, that thing was weird. I'm... The GameCube was cool, but like, I don't know. I never owned one myself. I had friends who did. But like, I don't know. I didn't like the little, little itty bitty disc. I was like, what, why are you doing that? Why? Why would you just standardize <laughs> like just uh, disc size? I mean, I don't know. This kind of bothered me. I gotta get a capture card because I would love to sit down and play um, GameCube Lego Star Wars on stream. That would be cool, yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's a really fun game. Hmm. Yeah. Capture cards would be cool. I don't know anything about that, like how you, it even like works. But, I mean, I've got an N64 out in the living room. I've got a, an original Xbox. And I've got an Xbox One. Like... It'd be kind of cool to play some of those, you know, on stream. That'd be really cool. Well, what they do is it's um, it's a US. Well, the one that I'm looking at is USB. I think you can actually get a a feed card to go on the desktop too. But you get a USB card. Um, you plug it into your USB port, and it's got the um, RCA jacks on it, like you would plug into your TV. Your red, blue, and yellow. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right, that makes sense. And then that feeds that into your. Uh, well, your processor, so that's how you capture. Hmm. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to look into that because that would be kind of fun. That's some classic yeah. games, the uh, N64 and original Xbox. So, it'd be kind of fun the, to do. The one that I have bookmarked, it's like 70, well, it was 70 bucks before inflation took hold. I haven't even looked to see what it is now, but it was like 70 yeah, bucks. I got it bucks, from, uh, <laughs> I got it from McLeod's description because it's the one that she uses when she does a. Um, retro gaming. Nice. Fair enough. Yeah, I would trust her uh, with what you know what works. All right, I think that we're about wrapping up here, and I think the interest in the stream has waned. We've dropped back down to four viewer, uh, viewers. So, <laughs> surprised errors didn't show up to tell us that the deep state was going down. <clears throat> Right. I'm surprised you all didn't show up to be like, well, actually, uh, you got this fact wrong or whatever. Um, no, I mean, he was well, let's see. That. Um, <laughs> so yeah. before we head out of here, I also kind of do, I want to bring the announcement up here because I promised that I would, and then we got carried off in conversation. And the oh, fact yeah. that I slept until 5.08 and completely forgot that I was going to make this announcement today. But um, uh, part of this, part of the culture side of this, this is a little preview of how things are going to go although it's not going to be live streamed, it's going to be heavily edited when uh, when we do this for the movie channel. But I am making a new YouTube channel. We're not even going to do this on the old YouTube channel. But I am in the process right now of making a new YouTube channel that is going to be strictly for movie reviews because most of you guys have told me that I need to watch more movies, which I <laughs> probably do at some point here because most of you bring up a movie and I have no idea what it is you're talking about. So... Um, you know, all my friends are going to come on and at some point and talk about a movie with me and, you know, maybe we'll get some new people, some people I haven't met before coming in to talk about a movie with me as it gets more popular. And yeah, you know, I am going to select people from the community that was friendly to me before the, cause that's one of the things is if you go through and do movie video game stuff, you're going to see a different crowd come in. You're going to, see, you're going to be promoted on YouTube differently. Definitely. Mm -hmm. But... I still want to stay with the people who are friendly with me when YouTube was not friendly with me. So I know you said that we're going to watch Master and Commander once we get started. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, I got a few other movies. I, I mean, I got a list that we can do uh, just for me. So, like, you, you're not going to have any kind of shortage of content, I guarantee it. Because uh, there's some movies that I'm, like, really passionate about uh, that we could have some great discussion on. So, I mean, even if it's just, you know, it, like, you know, every once in a while, once a month or twice, you know, uh, I don't know, a couple times a year, whatever it is, like, yeah, I'm down. I've got movies we can review. For well, sure. I just... The only thing with me is I don't know how I'm going to get all the content out in a timely fashion because I'm going to be editing it with uh, with clips from from the various movies as well, which again is part of the reason that I'm doing this on a separate channel because you know the, the copyright police are watching me now. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to be careful with that. They don't sure. like that. They don't like the fact that a certain Mr. Ignoramus said something about the 2016 election being totally fair and above board and secure on stream in Georgia. <laughs> right, true. Yeah. And I'm getting copyright blocks, not just, you know, you can't monetize this. I'm getting outright blocks left and fucking right now. Oh, wow. Like, it is insane how many times I've got this. I, I used a clip from Chappelle's um, series, the, uh, not a series, but his uh, uh, stand-up special, The Closer, when Seaball was on uh, The Red Net Show, when it was still The Red Net Show. We were talking about that, and I used a clip, an audio clip, from Netflix itself, straight from Netflix. We we did the Space Jews joke, and wondered how <laughs> all the censors police completely missed that one and went to talk about the transsexual stuff. I played that clip on the air, and they just said, oh, well, you can't monetize this video. I went to YouTube the other day and pulled a clip of Taylor Tomlinson, because that was thing that I like for contemporary. That video was completely blocked off the internet. Under copyright um, claim. Yeah, we, we had that recently. Um, I forget which one it was. We had an actual, we get a copyright claim every week on uh, on the Porch Boys, um, like, almost every week. There was just one time recently that we actually had it blocked and we had to go in and actually clip that part out in order yeah, to I, have the, the stream come back. I, I've gone and done that with uh, all the ones that I've got, but yeah, I get one of those almost every week now in Contemporary. They're watching me. Yeah. Google knows I exist. <laughs> right. <laughs> the overlords know you're there. Uh, Highleaf says, so out of all the known Jedi, do you guys, uh, who do you guys hate? I'm in the camp of fuck Ray. Well, yeah, but I don't, Ray doesn't count. Like, she's that's not real. Those movies are not real. Um, they don't exist, and they do not count. Uh, so, if you want to go with the actual, the actual canon, um, Let's see. Who do I hate? One of the Jedi that I fucking hate. Hmm. I'm not sure I feel that strongly about any. I mean, I hate Hayden Christensen, but like. <laughs> right? But like, uh. I mean, Anakin's kind of a cool character. No, Anakin. And it might be Anakin. <laughs> it might actually be Anakin. He's so whiny. Fucking emo. Uh, he's like. He's so emo, in fact, that at one point in one of the books, uh, Darth Vader, like, this is, like, after uh, he's become Darth Vader and has a suit and everything, he's fighting against someone, I can't remember who it was now, uh, and they're like, who do you hate so much that gives you so much power? And he's like, myself. <laughs> it's just like, all right, dude, fucking be careful with that razor, buddy. All right, let's not, you know, <laughs> not make rash decisions here, Darth Vader. Calm down, dude. <laughs> be careful <laughs> with that razor. 
Yeah. <laughs> he's so fucking just emo. Like, he just, ah, oh, it's so dumb. Um, but I mean, I don't know. After like talking about it uh, tonight, like in, you know, in excess, uh, I don't know. I guess, I guess he is a lot deeper than I thought, but it is definitely very, very emo. Like, he's, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I would say probably, probably Anakin. Um, maybe, mm, not Luke. Um, I don't think there's any other ones. Like those are the, all the prominent ones, right? Obi Wan, Qui Gon, which I love. Qui Gon, Jen, he was my favorite one uh, for a long time. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say right off from the bat, from the introduction, Barris mm-hmm. from the Clone Wars rubbed me the wrong way. Just rubbed me the wrong There was something okay. about her that I could not. And then, of course, she turned out to be the one who betrayed Ahsoka in the end. But just right from the introduction of that character, she rubbed me the wrong way. I'm like, I don't know why I don't like this character. I just don't like this character. Oh, yeah. I, I, no, that makes sense. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that for sure. Um, Hylif has... A really good question that I would actually really like to answer. Uh, do you think Disney should have done the Thrawn trilogy instead of the dumpster fire? Yes. 1,000%. As soon as they made, as soon as they were like, oh, all the expanded universe is not canon anymore. As soon as they did that, I was like, oh, they're done. It's garbage. It's going to be garbage. Whatever it is that they make is going to be garbage. Because there's a plethora of like lore there that they can use. Tons of stories. I said this. I've said this for years now. Since the first one, uh, number seven came out, if they needed to have a female lead, like if that was like absolutely just vital for them, they should have picked Mara Jade. Like, it's an amazing character from the expanded universe, and she's got like she's she's got a depth of character. Um, she's not Mary Sue, right? Like she starts off on the dark side get saved by Luke, which is probably why they didn't use it. Why they, they didn't use her. <laughs> but, like, you know, Luke gets brought back to the light side, and then she's a complete badass. Uh, she, I mean, the whole time. Like, she's got a whole redemption arc. Like, the story would be amazing to see on, you know, on the theater screen. But, no, we get fucking Mary Sue, like, the blank face, no emotion, you know, Ray. It's It's garbage. And we get shitty writing, shitty characters, and I'm not gonna say shitty acting because that's throughout the all of the Star Wars movies, right? So fine, <laughs> that's just fine. <laughs> I get you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean everything else though, it's like there are so many compelling characters to use in the expanded universe that they could have just most of the script was written for them already. Just from the books. Just copy what they said <laughs> and you're gonna win. It's it, it could have been so simple. So simple. And the expanded universe is, is it's a touchy one too because if you look into what e expanded universe was even uh, prior to the Clone Wars movies, that era of things, I mean, there already was an expansive. I remember, mm-hmm. I cannot. What was, the, what was the name of the book? There was a. Um, it was I got it from the book fair when I was in el- elementary school. The Vampire State Building. And you remember how the Scholastic books had advertisements for other Scholastic books at the time when we were kids. They had advertisements for them in the back. There was like an extended, just an entire page just of Star Wars books. And that was before um, oh, yeah. Phantom Menace ever came out. 
So yeah, expanded universe has been there forever. Yeah, no, it's been there since uh, practically the beginning. Like, not, probably not, you know, quite, but you know, very, very early on, it's been expanded universe stuff because why not? Like, it's it's amazing, and they they got really good writers. Um, if I'm not mistaken, everything had to be approved. Like everything that they did had to be approved by Lucas himself, like personally. So the stories were consistent, you know, everything was, you know, good to go. It wasn't any kind of like, oh, we had to like retcon this. So sometimes that would happen, but it'd be minor things that would be retconned. Um, I believe at one point Chewbacca gets killed, uh, which would be fucking awesome to see. And I know we got to see Han, you know, but Han killed himself, basically. I don't know. It's like he killed himself, basically, because he pulled the lightsaber into him, you know, very... Look, while looking, you know, Ren Solo or, or Kylo Ren or whatever the fuck in the, you know, in the eye. Emo Darth like, Vader. Oh. Yeah, Emo Darth Vader. Which Darth Vader was also emo. Like, <laughs> that's what I was saying. That's so bad. Um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> I guess it skipped a generation, the emo-ness. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, did they, though, really? Uh, Luke wasn't emo. Luke took Luke was the the better version of Anakin, and that he took that ability to like love and be compassionate and use it for good as opposed to letting it corrupt him and you know so he had the same kind of he also had the, the piloting skills and mechanical skills that Anakin had as well uh, they inherited yeah, you know but but, uh, but Luke wasn't in Ben Solo's bloodline Leia was Leia was but she wasn't like that either she wasn't emo. But no, Luke is, is his uncle, right? I yeah. mean, yeah. So he is in the same bloodline. It's the same. They have the same father. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I thought Daisy Ridley was cute, but that didn't I mean, make I up guess. for how how bad the Mary Suing was. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess she's fine. Okay, <laughs> like, I don't think that makes the movie better. <laughs> like, doesn't really make the movie better at all. Uh, it makes it more watchable, at least. <laughs> I suppose. Uh, he wanted the solo character to die in the movies, not before seven. I don't know what that means. Oh, okay. Thrawn would have been a better bad guy than Snow. Oh, for sure. Because Thrawn was actually fucking a genius. Uh, you know, genius tactician, genius strategist. Uh, that was his main thing was, you know, strategy and tactics. And uh, that would be amazing to see these, you know, resistance fighters like the the New Republic. Which are brand new, brand new government. They're you know still recovering from a war, and then boom, here comes the most you know successful uh, admiral from you know the Imperial Navy, and like here he comes fucking your shit up. You know, like, oh no, what do we do? And it, it like he doesn't even get killed by anybody in the New Republic. I'm not gonna say you did it, but like you know, in case you haven't read it, but I haven't. Yeah, yet. he just. Right, he it, like he doesn't get defeated. Let's say, like he's just never been defeated, and it's it's absolutely insane. Those books are amazing. They could have made three movies out of that, and easily, not even trying. I'm going like, to like add said, that. Books I'm going to add that to my uh, my Kindle list. So, yeah, uh, Timothy Zahn is the uh, the author. Oh, that's that's pre um, that like that's the. The era that I was just talking about, not that uh, long ago, too. The 
you know, the glove of Darth Vader and stuff like that. That's that same kind of era before Phantom Menace, long before Phantom Menace. Because the first one was written in, uh, published in 1991. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Throne Trilogy was written, yeah, before, way before, um, the, you know, the uh, Phantom Menace or whatever. Uh oh, they're gonna they're gonna cut off my uh, Zoom meeting. Yeah, I just I just saw that remaining meeting time. Uh oh, you not pay All for right. Zoom? Is that what it is? I um, know. I actually they bumped it off because I keep forgetting to go back in and uh, renew everything. I lost my I lost my debit card and my credit card uh -huh. expired, so I actually had to go back and uh, um, what the fuck was I saying? I had to go back and change everything, and that's the only one that I haven't changed the card number in yet, so. Gotcha, I guess you're gonna do that now, huh? Yeah, well, <laughs> yep, that's gonna that's gonna happen now, because yeah, now they're starting to interfere with stuff, but I think with that, with the uh, warning here, we're gonna, I think, start wrapping things up. I think we're gonna start uh, finishing cool. things back out of here. So, yeah. yeah, that's gonna be the end of it. That's gonna be I don't know where I'm at wrapping this up. I, the, <laughs> seeing that pop up there, got uh, this just completely threw me off. Right, off I my rhythm timer. Off. It's like, it's like, how fast can you wrap this up? You better hurry up. It's <laughs> gonna cut it off. And I, say, and I was looking over, just looking to see if we could get a retweet and get some uh, some more viewers into here. And I saw that um, you're you're familiar with the Amos Gamer and Caleb Schumacher, both who are both in yeah. wheelchairs. They're making jokes on Twitter about like day. Well, like, that's funny. <laughs> I like that. I, 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 they're, they're going back and forth with each other. I'll, I'll link you the, uh, the thread over here before I uh, start doing the outro off of this. So <laughs> It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> All right. But with that, um, we're going to head out of here. Let's finish. Let's get the, the other music up here. Love that playlist, by the way. It's short, so like it's no good for contemporary or anything else off of that. But um, have, is that your first hearing of the Star Wars lo-fi uh, playlist? Yeah, I don't usually listen to lo-fi, so I mean, not because I'm against it. I just don't normally listen to it. Um, yeah, no, it's pretty cool though. It, like it's yeah. just close enough to the songs where you know that it's those songs, but then you know it's copyright free. I'm sure. Yep. Um, all right, but uh, we're going to head out of here. Thanks, everybody, who came by and chatted in the live chat, kept us going. Um, well, I, we're going to do this more often again. I don't know if it's going to be guest-driven like it used to be, but I, we're going to do more of this because I don't spend enough time giving back to the fans here. So I'm going to head out of here for the day. We're going to go do what it is that we need to do, and I'm probably going to go renew with the Zoom call because... You know, there's probably a bunch of other stuff to talk about and everything else out of here. Or I guess maybe we'll be in voice. It looks like there's going to be some voice chat going on in the uh, somewhere on the Discord. Because okay. Hylink is saying that he needs to be over there. So that could possibly I don't know, I don't know that I will, though. <laughs> I've got, you know, I've got uh, husbandly duties to take care of, I think, for the night. But with that, um, I'll be back here to, uh, Monday for more Contemporary. We'll be talking about the food processing plant fire in Georgia now, apparently. We'll be talking about that one as well, including some other stuff that uh, happened over the weekend. Um, that's going to be a good time. We'll, uh, we'll see what's happening with that. Uh, John, tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, uh, you can find me every week, every Tuesday, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, the best time zone. 
uh, on the Porch Boys. That's D A Porch B O I S. Uh, the best name. I don't know if you've heard. Uh, best name for trying to tell people where you are because <laughs> you have to spell it out every time. Um, yeah, so the Porch Boys podcast. Uh, we have a lot of fun over there. We kind of, you know, get drunk and look at memes and articles and videos. It's a lot of fun. I recommend it. Uh, might be a little biased, but I recommend it. Um, you can find us on Twitter. We have the Porch Boys podcast, uh, or the Porch Boys at the Porch Boys on Twitter. Sorry, at the Porch Boys on, on Twitter. And uh, I have my own personal Twitter account. If you only like me, um, you can just follow me on John at John underscore. I can't even talk anymore. John <laughs> at John underscore Arcist. Holy shit, I got through it. Uh, yeah, so I do um, I talk about mostly politics and, you know, anarchist stuff over there. Um, but, I mean, hey, if you, you know, contact me and you want me to talk about Star Wars or some other thing, I can do that too. Uh, I'm open. It, it's a good time. And, you know, maybe you'll you'll see him get banned once again for talking about killing babies. Right, I kicked a hornet's nest of baby killers the other day. That was a lot of fun. I got, so I got 12 hours... 12 hours in Twitmo <laughs> for that. It was fun. All right. And with that, we're going to close out the stream. Thanks, everybody out here. Look for us for the next Ed Talk as we go back and talk about some other topic and take listener questions. We'll be back next time. Join me here for Contemporary on Monday morning for that. We will see you then. And as always, thanks for coming by. Thanks for listening to us. Thanks for asking questions. And thank you for coming to my Ed Talk. Take care. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs>